Welcome to the Behold Do Good podcast. I'm your host, Todd Marchant, and this is a show for those who desire increased capacity, the capacity needed to live fully and to show up well for those you love. If your life is anything like ours, you often experience the reality that you don't have much to give when your own cup is empty. These struggles inspired my wife, Ashley, and I to embark on an ongoing journey of healing and wholeness. Our journey has not removed the challenges out of life, but it has given us practical tools to increase our capacity to deal with those challenges and to create the life we want. We created this podcast to share those tools so you can care for yourself and so we can together care for the world. Enjoy the show today. And if you're looking for additional support, head on over to beholddogood.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Behold Do Good podcast. This episode is being launched on Valentine's Day, and so I want to wish everyone a happy Valentine's Day. This is actually one of my favorite holidays. I think it's so fun and special to celebrate those that we love and to take time to treasure our relationships with them. I had planned and scheduled this episode prior to realizing it would fall on Valentine's Day, but I actually think it's pretty appropriate. Today's episode is focused on loss and the difficult grieving process we go through when we lose someone we love. So I would like to dedicate today's episode as a remembrance and celebration of the ongoing love you have for anyone you have lost. And for my family and I, I specifically dedicate this episode to our sweet son, Joseph, as well as to Cameron, the son of my friend, Matt, who has graciously allowed me to highlight part of their story today. Now, for anyone who has experienced a devastating loss, they know that there's not words to describe the depth of grief you experience. There are some experiences in life that change you little by little over an extended period of time. And then there are experiences that change you in an instant. Going through a difficult loss does both. One of our friends and collaborators at Behold Do Good is a wonderful resilience expert named Lucy Hone. She is amazing. After years of researching resilience and helping people in traumatic situations, Lucy lost a teenage daughter in a car accident. She had to turn to all that she did for others, for herself. Eventually, her experience led her to dedicate her life's work to helping people cope with loss, to learn how to be an active participant in their grieving process. One of the things she teaches is that when you go through a devastating loss or other forms of trauma, it fundamentally disrupts your entire life schema. Your assumptions about how the world should work, how people behave, your core beliefs, they are all shattered. And it can be so hard to know how you can even possibly move forward, how you could live in a world where such hard things can happen. This disruption requires us to create a new system of understanding of how to live in a world one which makes sense to us and allows us to go forward in a meaningful way. Now, Lucy teaches that over time, you do create a new life narrative. And in creating that narrative, you are slowly building a bridge to get you from your old life to the new world you're now being forced to inhabit. This process takes time. It takes patience. It takes a lot of thought and seeking to work things out in your head. But I know for me, one of the things that was challenging was having hope that my family and I could ever feel whole again. What I've learned is that becoming whole after loss or trauma is not about our grief going away. 
or our wounds being totally healed or life beginning to resemble what it was before. New Zealand grief counselor Lois Tonkin teaches this in such a helpful way. Lois has noticed that people tend to expect their grief to shrink over time, but that it actually doesn't work quite like that. Instead, she has suggested that your grief stays the same, but your life grows around it, making it feel proportionally smaller and easier to bear over time. It is here that I want to turn to the story of my friend Matt. Matt and I just met a few months ago, but he has quickly felt like a brother to me. We actually met at our our local rec center. My work with Behold Do Good affords me some flexibility with when I do work, so it allowed me this fall to attend a basketball fundamental skills class with my five-year-old preschooler at 11 a.m. twice a week. Well, it turns out Matt was the coach leading this program. Each child was required to have a parent there, and most of the other parents were moms, so Matt and I quickly made a connection. That connection deepened greatly as we began to share about our lives with each other. Matt and I felt the commonality of being dedicated family men who seek to put family before business or career. But Matt has also been very successful in some entrepreneurial endeavors, which has afforded him some financial freedom and freedom with his time, even at the young age of 30. And I absolutely love that one of the things he's decided to do with that freedom of time is to teach five-year-olds how to play basketball at our local rec center and to help run other youth sport leagues. But always remember, when we were chatting after one particular session, Matt told me about their sweet son, Cameron. Cameron was born a year ago this month, and due to some genetic defects, he passed away just a little over a month later. I remember both of our eyes tearing up as I told him about our son, who passed away in November 2021. We embraced each other there in the middle of the basketball court with this sense of instant commitment to support one another in our ongoing grieving, healing, and growth. I recently asked Matt's permission to share part of their story in this episode. In the story form we have individuals fill out for these Tuesday episodes, he described how after Cameron passed away, the first result was this fog of deep depression and confusion and frustration. Those feelings tended to spike when well-meaning individuals would frequently ask, how are you doing? Eventually, Matt realized he needed to figure out how to be present and grounded amidst his grief if he was to support his wife and his other kids. But that felt so hard to do because a big part of him didn't want to be okay, didn't want to come out of depression or to feel better. It was like holding on to those things helped him to hold on to Cameron. He hated hearing that, oh, you'll be better off and become a better man because of this experience, because he would so much rather just have his son than have the growth from this difficult experience. I think that is something many of us feel. In fact, I remember a really important moment in mine and my wife's grieving process after a particularly difficult day when the distinct thought came into her mind that we didn't need to hold on to our grief and hold on to our sadness in order to hold on to and remember our son. One way that Matt began to receive support was to see a grief counselor who among many other things taught him some helpful grief breath exercises. One day while doing those exercises, he felt all his anger arise in great strength. Then once the anger dissipated, 
he found pure sadness. And in that moment, he just mourned deeply. That experience helped him to see that being a strong man and a leader came so much more from facing his grief instead of pretending to be tough. That shift was significant for him in the way it helped him to feel more connected to Cameron and the rest of his family while honoring his son. Another step he took that has been very supportive in his grieving and healing process was to create a regular meditation practice. One day, in a moment of deep meditation and prayer, he came to believe his child would want him to do good and be better because of him rather than be permanently depressed. Obviously, that gained belief and conviction did not take away the depression or struggle for Matt, but it did give him greater courage and determination to embrace his grief and lean into it. He is now seeking every day to choose to be a better person for Cameron. For him, this is a subtle but important shift from what people often told him, that he would be a better person for having gone through this hard thing. His focus is not on the hard thing, but instead on being a better person out of love for Cameron and to honor him. It continues to be such a day-by-day process, but the bridge is slowly being built for Matt from his old life to his new. Life is slowly growing around his grief, making it feel proportionally smaller and easier to bear over time. He is finding himself being more aware that what truly matters in life is family and people. He finds himself being more patient with himself and others. He still often feels anger, but has learned that under that anger lies sadness, and that confronting those emotions regularly in a healthy way makes a big difference. Two of those healthy ways for him have been exercise and meditation. I want to thank Matt for his openness and sharing his wholeness journey with us. And in close of this episode, I want to again honor, remember, and celebrate those you love who have passed on, and especially want to honor and remember Matt's son, Cameron, as well as mine and Ashley's son, Joseph. Thank you for listening today. For those of you who are going through your own grieving process, please know our hearts are with you. And my invitation is to find the healthy ways that work for you to regularly be still, allowing yourself to feel your emotions and accepting them as the natural part of losing someone you love. If you are looking for some support in learning how to process your difficult emotions, we have a wonderful online course focused on that very topic. More than just a course, it is designed to give you a warm and encouraging community to support you in your grieving and healing process. To learn more, go to beholdogood.com. Also, on February 23rd, we will be posting a podcast interview episode with Ashley Bernardi, whose father passed away as a young girl. She tells her story of bearing her grief for many years and how she eventually gave herself permission to feel. The interview is filled with understanding, compassion, and hope. She gives very practical and helpful advice in feeling our feelings. If you think that would be helpful, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you're notified when that episode goes live. Lastly, if you'd be open to sharing your story on a Tuesday episode like the one today, or you know someone who would be great to invite to do so, the link to our story form is in the show notes. Thanks so much for supporting us by listening to the episode today.